Hey, good morning. It's Tuesday morning. I hope you're uh, had a, had a great start to your Monday to your week yesterday with uh, with Monday. I hope it was a, a great day for you as you were able to spend some time being faithful to wherever you find yourself in life, uh, whatever task God has in front of you. I pray that you're able to be faithful in that and uh, experience His grace and His mercy. And through your life, someone else could experience God's grace and God's mercy. So uh, I hope it was a great day for you yesterday, and I'm looking forward to a great day myself today. And I know that you are as well. Uh, today we're going to be picking up with our looking at scripture as a bookshelf. And today we're going to be looking at uh, Paul's letters. Uh, we talked um, we talked last week about the Old Testament. Yesterday we talked about the, we began the New Testament and talked to the Gospels, how they're the history of Jesus and uh, and of the and the book of Acts with the early church. Um, today we're going to talk about Paul's letters. And Paul, uh, we meet Paul in Acts, and Paul is Saul originally. And he's converted uh, to becoming a Christian, and then he becomes the great missionary uh, to the Gentiles. And so Paul, the book, much of the book of Acts is about Paul's missionary journeys as he goes all over the world, uh, preaching and teaching and telling folks about Jesus. And what would happen is Paul would come into a town, and he'd either start a church if there wasn't one there, or he would go to the synagogue or to the established church and would teach there. And Paul was very influential and the starting of a lot of the early churches in 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 the Gentile portions, Greece, but also in many of the, the Jewish portions like uh, Asia, Turkey, modern-day Turkey, and places like that. So Paul would start a church, or would greatly influence a church, then he would leave and move on to the next town. And so what happened, though, is that Paul was such an influence on these churches that Paul would then write letters to these churches for instruction or, or teaching or perhaps they would reach out to Paul and they would have specific questions of doctrine or church government that Paul would, would need to clarify for them. So the Paul, Paul's letters are very specific letters written to very specific persons or churches. Um, Paul's letters are very personal and very specific. We're going to tomorrow we're talking about the Catholic letters which are not as personal um, and, and I have a variety of authors, but Paul's letters are very specific letters written to very specific churches or very specific people about very specific things. Um, so these are Paul's letters. These were letters Paul wrote. Paul wrote Romans to the church of Rome, first and second Corinthians to the church of Corinth, Galatians to Galatia, Ephesians to Ephesus. And these are letters, so they were letters to the Ephesians. Letter to the Church of Ephesus. Letter Colossians to Colossae. Thess Thessalonians, first and first and second Thessalonians to Thess Thessalonica. Um, first and second Timothy to Timothy. Titus to Titus. Philemon to Philemon. Um, so those are Paul's letters. These are like the very specific letters written to very specific churches. Each with a each with something uh, going on there. Um, Romans. Um, I was talking to a Bible study that I, that I uh, I'm part of on. Friday mornings last week, and and I was saying that in some ways I think Romans might be the most important book in the Bible because Romans is really, Romans is really the first book of Christian theology. Um, in Romans, Paul is reflecting upon what Christians believe, and it's kind of his introductory letter, our letter of of, of 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 this is his cover letter for his resume, if you will, uh, when he's coming to Rome. Um, and the Roman church was already at this point a very important church. So Paul was writing this letter to the Church of Rome 
basically laying out what he believed and laying out what all Christians believe. And so I, Romans is one of, I mean, it's hard to pick the most important books of the Bible, but Romans is definitely one of the most important books in the Bible because it is really the most detailed early Christian work of theology. It is a beautiful book with much to say within it. So Romans has so much Christian truth and so many things that we hold. I mean, how many times have you heard me reference Romans 8? I mean, um, how many times have you heard me reference all these books in Romans that are so good? Romans 2, 4. I mean, Romans is just such a powerful, beautiful book. Uh, then you have First and Second Corinthians. The church in Corinth was an interesting church. Uh, it was, I often say Corinth is a much, it's kind of like modern day New Orleans. Diverse city, religiously, ethnically, uh, in so many ways. So the church is a vibrant church. The church had a lot of conflict and a lot of troubles in it. So Paul wrote some letters to Corinth to kind of, um, kind of, kind of answer a lot of their questions dealing with morality, dealing with leadership, dealing with uh, roles and worship, spiritual gifts, things such as that. So um, and Paul wrote a lot of Paul wrote more letters than what we have in the Bible because um, you'll see him reference in we have two letters to Corinth. And you'll see him reference letters that he wrote to them that we don't have. Um, so both First and Second Corinthians were, were specific letters to the church in Corinth, really teaching, really instructing them, um, helping them to get right about some things that they had kind of gotten off track with. Um, one of my favorites, one of my favorite, the next letters, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. This is really a powerful um, grouping of letters. Romans is a long letter. Corinthians, those are long letters. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians are all short letters, ranging in from four chapters to six chapters. All very short. But so much good stuff within them. So much good teaching. So much good doctrine. So much good um, uh, understanding of who Christ is. Galatians lays out for us who Jesus Christ is. Ephesians has some powerful verses about spiritual warfare. Um, Philippians lays out rejoicing in the midst of suffering. Um, Colossians tells us explicitly about how, who Jesus is and how it should affect our living of our lives. If you're looking, I said yesterday, reading a gospel is a great thing to do. I'm also telling you, reading Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, or Colossians is a great thing to do because they're short and they're relatively easy to understand. And there's so much truth and so much relevant truth for our life today and so much encouragement, and so much great teaching. I, I would really encourage you to read. If you've not ever read, sat down and read through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, or Colossians, I would really encourage you to do that. I really would. They're not long. They're not long books. They won't take forever. You can read them in a sitting. I mean, they're four chapters. Um, but I really would encourage you to read through one of these. It, they would really bless you to, to read them and read them again and read them again and read them again and meditate upon them and understand them because there's some great truth in there. First and second Thessalonians, uh, the, the, there's some really interesting teaching in here about the second coming. Um, and about, because I mentioned yesterday that people were expecting Christ to return to any moment. And he hasn't returned yet when these letters are being written. And Paul's kind of answering some questions. Why hasn't he returned yet? What's holding him up? What's going on? So Paul gives us some of our really good teachings about the, the Lord's return in, in, these, um, in these two books. And then, First and second, second Timothy and Titus, these are Paul's um, mentees. These are young men who Paul um, Paul reaches out to. And um, 
and, and portion of them. They're, they're very pastoral. Those are, those are sometimes called Paul's pastoral letters. And Paul is not often known um, for being tender, but there's a sense of tenderness to Paul in these two letters because in these letters, Paul is encouraging uh, two, two young men that he loves, who he's poured into, and um, that, um, that he really... Um, that, that he really cares for. And he wants them to not be weary for their struggles, not be weary for their uh, their teaching, but um, keep striving in the Lord. Very personal, tender letters. Also a lot of good stuff in these in these two letters about the ordering of the church, how the church should be structured and ordered, and there's some real good uh, real good teaching in there. Remember, these are those, in many ways, specific teachings to a specific time as well. And so there's uh, some stuff that takes a lot of thinking about and a lot of reflecting upon to properly understand. So... Um, those are very sweet and tender letters. And then the last is of Paul's letters is actually one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, that's Philemon or Philemon. Um, it's a it, it's a it's a, a story about um, about uh, uh, slavery is such an interesting concept in Paul's day. Because um, some people say you know Paul never condemns slavery, and he, he really doesn't. Because slavery was just the way of the world back then. But Paul is so radical in his inclusive nature. By, this is a story about uh, Onesimus um, returning back to Philemon. And he's sending him back. And Philemon is instructed to receive him not as a servant, but as a brother. For he's now a brother in Christ. Um, and I think there's something important for us to hear in our context, that no matter what our social structures are, no matter what our context are, that brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, are brothers and sisters in Christ. And there's a great line in Philemon where it says, always be active in sharing your faith to be reminded of what a good thing we have in Christ Jesus. Philemon's a short letter, but I think it teaches us that our bonds in Christ are our truest bonds and are the most important thing we have in our life is our connection to each other through Jesus. Uh, so Philemon's a very interesting letter uh, looking at it. And it's also like Timothy and Titus. Um, it, it's a very personal, uh, very personal letter that Paul wrote to um, to his friend and to his brother in Christ. So that's Paul's letters. Like I said, very specific things to very specific churches and people about very specific subjects that have great truth for us today. I would encourage you to read them. And, and when I say very specific things, that's not, to, that's not I, I think, to, I, I keep saying that to remind us that there's context that's important for us to understand what Paul's saying. That's why I keep saying it like that. Because I want us to understand the concept, the concept of context. To understand what was happening and why Paul was writing about these things. They help, they help, they help us understand the specificity of that moment in our greater context today. So this is not to say that it's not important. It's incredibly important. But we need to understand specifically what's happening to more fully understand the point of these letters and the purpose that Paul is writing about. So um, I would encourage you to read these. Uh, they're great uh, letters, great works, uh, and they can do a great uh, growth to our faith. So um, be sure to read Paul and his letters. Uh, you're going to be blessed by that. So we're now filling out our New Testament bookshelf. First we have the Gospels and the Book of Acts. Now we have Paul's letters, and tomorrow we'll talk about what's called the Catholic letters uh, in the New Testament. So uh, join us tomorrow as we unpack the Catholic letters. Hope you have a great day. See you in the morning.